advancing in adversity. Will you say that? Advancing in adversity. Come on, say it again. Advancing in adversity. In other words, how to maintain, how to keep progressing, how to stay strong in the midst of turbulent times. And I would admonish you to go back to our previous services. There's a lot of good content and information that would actually encourage you in the faith. Now, the way we ended last week, I thought, of course, I've been studying all week, thinking that we would uh, delve into something a little bit more abyssal or something more intense. But however, uh, last night as I sat down and what I, how I normally do, I study all week and I gather information and, and sometimes multiple messages at one time. And I, if I'm on a particular subject, I will keep adding if Holy Spirit wants me to continue, we will. But however, last night he shifted it and as he has the right to, um, as I was sitting down. So, um, but it's still, it's right in line with what we are talking about. But under the heading or the subject, advancing in adversity, I want you to write these two words down. Be grateful. Write that down. Be grateful. This COVID-19 pandemic has negatively affected many people's mental health. Nearly 45% of adults in the U.S. reported their mental health has been negatively impacted due to worry and stress over this virus. One body of research has linked social isolation and loneliness to poor mental health. Job loss has been associated with increased depression, anxiety, distresses, and low self-esteem. And this is one probably that stood out to me the most uh, due to constant close proximity to partners and children. Violence has increased in the homes. What in the world were we doing before COVID? And may I pose this question? Are all of these the result of COVID-19? Or did COVID-19 just shed a little bit more light on an already existing issue? <laughs> you, know, I, I, you know, I refuse to believe that all of this is because of COVID. A lot has to do with things that were already brewing before. And one thing for sure, this pandemic has, this pandemic has done, it has exposed, listen to this now, the mental, someone say mental, the mental disposition or attitude of what's really going on inside of individuals. Now, First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18 particularly. Now, let me say this. Notice I said one of the things that this pandemic has done, it has shown us the mental disposition of individuals. Now, in Matthew chapter 6, Around verse 21, 22, 23, the Bible lets us know that the lamp of the body is the eye. 
So when the eye is good, so when my spiritual perception is good, or when my perception is right, my whole body will be full of light. In other words, when my perception is right, things are good. But if my perception is bad, not only will my body be full of darkness, but how great and damaging shall that darkness be? This whole thing has to do with the disposition of one's perception. Because just like there are some who may seem to be sinking, there are those of us who were thriving. And it's not that we are any more special. It's just that we have the right perception. In 1 Thessalonians 5, and I, I just want to extract three verses that expresses three standalone truths. Um, and just to give you a little context, uh, the apostle, he's writing to um, the Thessalonian church. This was a, a fairly young church, and um, there was concern because they were having issues or questions about the return of Christ. When is he going to return? Is it going to happen now? Is it going to happen then? He was also concerned about those being led astray by uh, false teachers. So he writes this particular letter to provide Christians, listen to this, um, to strengthen them in the faith and give them assurance of Christ's return. Now, 1 Thessalonians provides Christians with the clearest biblical message on the catching up, as I mentioned last week, or the rapture, as we say, but the Bible actually used the word uh, caught up as the catching up of believers. And of course, this event would be the inauguration of what we call the seven-year uh, tribulation period or the tribulation. But here in chapter 5, um, so, so when you read First Thessalonians, the general theme is dealing with Christ's return. But again, I just want to extract three standalone truths that we should live by because here in chapter 5, he begins to give, as he closes chapter 5, he gives them a handful of reminders of how we could stay in preparation. Are you with me? Now, beginning at verse number 16, let's read this from the Amplified Version. Notice what he says. Now, we're talking about what? Advancing in adversity. Be what? Grateful. Having a grateful disposition, having a grateful heart, a grateful attitude. Notice what he says. Rejoice always and delight what? In your faith. Do you guys see this? Be unceasing and persistent in prayer or pray without ceasing. That he's not saying literally to stay on your knees 24-7, 365, but rather have a posture of constant prayer. It's important to have a prayer life. Verse 18 is what we want to focus on. In, not for, but in every situation, no matter what the circumstances. This is what we're encouraged to do. In every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks. <laughs> 
to God, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Understand this, our joy, our prayers and thanksgiving should not fluctuate or oscillate uh, with our circumstances and feelings. We should have, those of us who have our trust and faith in God, no matter what's going on, our posture should remain that of rejoicing, prayer, and of giving thanks. Again, and I showed you at the beginning of this series, that, uh, or it's recorded in Proverbs 24.10, if, if, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Listen, beloved, if you want to continue to advance in adversity, let me incite you to do these three things. Number one, you have to rejoice always. What do you mean, preacher? Remember that even in the midst of turmoil, COVID-19, any other pandemic, God will never leave you nor forsake you. <laughs> you want to pray without ceasing. In other words, that's having an attitude built upon the acknowledging our dependence on God. So that constant prayer life is my acknowledgement that I'm not worried or stressed about anything because my dependence is on God. Then we want to give thanks. What do you mean? I want to make a list of all the gifts God has given you as well as all the good God has done for you. Another way of saying these three things is simply be grateful. Be grateful. Let me give you a lesson, a story rather, on gratitude. And we're going to use the word gratitude. Someone say gratitude. gratitude. Someone say grateful. grateful. We're going to use the word grateful as an acronym. And you can go on about your way. But listen to this story. What are we talking about? Be grateful. A blind boy sat on the steps of a building with a hat by his feet. He held up a sign which read, I am blind, please help. A blind boy sat on the steps of a building holding a sign which read, I am blind, please help. There were only a few coins in the hat, spare chains from folks as they hurried past. A man was walking by. He took a few, co few coins from his pocket and he dropped them in the hat. He then took the sign, turned it around, and wrote some words on the sign. He proceeded to put the sign back in the young boy's hand so that everyone who walked by would see the new words. Soon, the hat began to fill up. A lot more people were giving money to the blind boy. That afternoon, the man who had changed the sign returned to see how things were going. The boy recognized his footsteps and asked, were you the one who changed my sign this morning? What did you write? The man said, I only wrote the truth. I said what you said, but in a different way. I wrote, today is a beautiful day, but I cannot see it. 
Both signs spoke the truth, but the first sign simply said the boy was blind, while the second sign conveyed to everyone walking by how grateful they should be to see. <laughs> so in other words, when your life seems to be full of troubles, when it seems to be difficult, that you, when things are going on, sometimes it's hard to have an attitude of gratitude, but I submit to you that if you would change your perception, it would change your life. And see, here's the problem at times when everything seems to be going smoothly, we often take, and this is true, precious moments for granted. That's why, you know, it behooves me of people who don't like being around their children. Don't like be, do, during this time, and, and people are making memes and jokes out of it. And, 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 and so, 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 you mean to tell me you don't like the man or the woman that you vow that I will love until death do us part for good, for worse, for better, for worse, sickness and in health? See, again, it's easy to th take things from gr for granted when things are growing good. That's why it's, it's important to have a constant attitude of gratitude. We often take these precious moments for granted, caught up in the bliss, comfort, and familiarity of it all. We can simply forget to be thankful. So let's use this word grateful as an acronym. G, gratitude. G, gratitude. Feeling grateful or thankful. Simply put, gratitude is a habit. Gratitude is a habit. It's a way of looking at the world and all the things in it with a feeling of appreciation, regardless of whether or not your current situation is to your liking. <laughs> in all things, give thanks. So regardless of what's going on, whether it's to your liking or not, there is an attitude of gratitude. Gratitude is a heart-centered approach to being at peace with yourself and with all you have. See, what we should be doing, uh, I'm good, son, thank you. What, 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 we, what we should be doing during this time is really counting our blessings. Again, change your perception. Rather then hating to homeschool your child now. Look at it as an opportunity. Who better to influence my children than some years ago when a pastor decided or was beginning to talk about homeschooling the kids um, uh, uh, it has done and doing an excellent job um at first, I was like, uh, huh. but man, once we actually began to do it, I wouldn't trade it for the world. And, and not only are they advancing and at the top of the class, we know exactly what's getting into their spirit. Now, now you have to know if it's for you. It, it, you, you know, the people without the course, it, it's impossible. It, just let me talk about mine for our children to be antisocial because 
their mother and I are such outgoing individuals. It, it, it's, it's so, and people are worried about, you know, they're going to be this, they're going to be that. You have people in public schools, private schools, or in the secular arena who are damaged greatly. What about them? So it always has to do with perception. So when you practice this feeling of gratitude, it attracts even more things into your life for which to be grateful. Listen to this. People who regularly practice gratitude by taking time to notice and reflect. So I want to say reflect. Reflect upon the things they're thankful for. Experience more positive emotions. Feel more alive. They sleep better. Express more compassion and kindness. And even have stronger immune systems. All because they have an attitude of gratitude. See, when you possess an attitude of gratitude, giving thanks is not reserved just for momentous occasions. No, I'm giving thanks in all situations. Someone was saying, this is an anonymous quote, gratitude turns what we have into enough. Gratitude turns what we have into enough. G, gratitude. R, another way we're talking about advancing in adversity, be grateful. One, you want to have what? An attitude of gratitude. Talk to me. You want to have an attitude of gratitude. <laughs> Next. You know, I was thinking about it. <laughs> See, some of you thought I was going to go uh, maybe another way based on the previous messages, but we flow with Holy Spirit. This is just as deep as talking about the tribulation, Christ's thousand-year millennial reign, <laughs> Next, reflection. Reflection. What do you mean? Having serious thought or consideration. So when things are happening, let me reflect. If God did it before, he'll do it again. Without reflection, we go blindly on our way, creating more unintended consequences and failing to achieve anything useful. Margaret Wheatley said that. Wheatley, Margaret Wheatley. Without reflection, we go blindly on our way, creating more unintended consequences and failing to achieve anything useful. So whenever you are in whenever you find yourself in situations that are not familiar to you, reflect. What am I to get out of this? Is there a lesson to be learned here? Father, thank you that I have the opportunity to be here with my kids. Why? Because it, it, under normal circumstances, he's going, I'm going, they're going, they're there, and this, this. Maybe we should use this time to bridge the gap and come closer as a family unit. See, we don't want to hear this because we're used to doing our own thing, and, and this pandemic has slowed individuals down. 
when we should be realizing, you know what, I'm going to make the best out of this. And, and, and let me say this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. See, it's not until we start giving thanks in the midst of this that God will, will be, that, where we can actually see the good that, we're, that we should be getting out of it. Again, when the eye is bad, the whole body is full of darkness. Life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. Life can only be understood backwards. In other words, it's, given, it's taking time to reflect on things. Listen, that's going to help me move forward. So, in other words, reflection to bring about some positive change. Or else it's all for naught. In other words, when we're reflecting, we should take time again to ask ourselves, what have I learned as a result of this pandemic? What have I learned as a result of this pandemic? And let me say something. Reflection without learning is dangerous. So reflection without learning is dangerous. The whole point of reflection is to get something out of it. So when I learn something, guess what's going to happen? It's going to initiate refoc a, a, a refocusing on things. See, that's what it does. So when I reflect, oh, now. Oh, Lord, I see. Man, I didn't realize that my wife and I have grown apart. But watch this. Because of that reflection, things that I once did and now take it for granted, let me pick those things back up and go beyond that. Oh, now I see it. I haven't said that. I don't even know my child's middle name. I don't know my child's birthday. I don't know what they like. So use this opportunity to grow. G, gratitude. R, reflection. A, appreciative. Being appreciative is understanding the value of things while you have them. Being appreciative is understanding the value of things while you have them. And, and, I, and my kids will tell you, I give them, any time I can use something as an object lesson, I use it. And, and, and you, you know, I was just sharing with my son a couple of days ago that, you know, whenever you, you give an opportunity or a task or uh, someone asks you to do something, do it with all your might, whatever it is. Do your best. If it's, if it's cleaning room, clean it to the best of your ability. If it's being a steward over your car, be a good steward. And it tickles me how people will pray for things, then take them for granted. Why would you want a house that big and not want to clean it? Why would you want a car that nice and, 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 and on the inside it looks like uh, 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 the inside of a trash can? I mean, why would you pray for this man or this woman? Then we devalue them or don't appreciate what we have. Now, this is the job that you stood before the church and said, God blessed you with, and this was your heart's desire, and all of a sudden, I hate it. 
rather than being thankful to have a job. So you want to be appreciative. Being appreciative is to not take what you have for granted. And see, most have the tendency to switch off or ignore the value of the good things in their lives. So we got to make sure that we are intentional about having an attitude of gratitude. And I, not that I didn't before because I did, and, and, and I love every partner, every member of SDFC, but, but, but this being a part has made me just want to just love them even more. Why? Because I am appreciative. Are you here? See, we often fail to appreciate the full value, and, and this is true. We often fail to appreciate the full value of our health, of the people we love, of our peace, freedom, and prosperity, and the very fact that we are all alive and well. Imagine, use this time, hey, I got all this time. I've been talking about getting in shape. Use this opportunity, rather than complaining about where you're not, hey, change your perception. You hear? Whenever you underestimate the value of a thing, abuse is inevitable. Whenever you underestimate the value of a thing, abuse is inevitable. So if I don't value a thing, rest assured, you're not going to take care of it, whatever it is. So we want to learn how to value things while we have them. Never let the things, oh, this is an anonymous quote, never let the things you want make you forget the things that you have. Never let the things you want make you forget the things that you have. Listen, I don't care who gets a new car, who gets a new house, who gets a promotion. That's not going to cause me to, 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 to no longer thank God for what I have, where I'm at, and where he's taken me. It, it, it tickles me sometimes when such and such gets a new car, all of a sudden yours is old and no good and I need to get another one. Such and such buys a bigger house, buys a house, all of a sudden, your 7,000 square foot house is no longer feasible. But we have to learn how to have an attitude, guys, of gratitude. Learn how to be appreciative for what you have. It may not be as big as yours, but it's working fine for me. It may not be as fine as yours, but it's doing me plenty good right now. See, that's how you get more. Gratitude. Again, we're talking about be grateful. We're using the word grateful, using the word grateful as an acronym. G, gratitude. R, reflection. A, you want to be appreciative. T, be thankful. The best way to reap the benefits of gratitude is to notice new things you are thankful for. Watch this every day. Wake up with an attitude, Lord, thank you. No matter what comes my way today, I know that with you, I'm going to be fine. Everything is going to be all good. Remember the scriptures that you quote when things are going good. I know that all things work together for the good for those who love the God, those who call according to his purpose. So I know this. See, quote that. And we just can't quote the scriptures when things are good. You have to stand on them things. <laughs> When things don't seem to be going your way, are you with me? 
Open your eyes. Opening your eyes to more of the world around you can deeply enhance your thankful practice. I'll say that again. Opening your eyes to more of the world around you can deeply enhance your thankful practice. So in other words, the more I wake up with an attitude of thanksgiving, the more I have appreciation for people, for life, for things. Being thankful, listen to this, helps you refocus on what you have instead of what you lack. Being thankful helps you refocus on what you have instead of what you lack. And although it may feel somewhat contrived at first or may feel hard getting up giving God thanks every day, your mental state grows stronger the more you practice giving thanks. So it has to become a habit. It's going to seem, it may seem somewhat weird at first because you're not used to giving God thanks every day. But the more you do it, the stronger your mental state will grow. And I think that's why a lot of people, we see a lot of people uh, becoming depressed and a lot of people, anxiety levels are running up in low self-esteem because we're not giving, we're not slowing down or taking this opportunity to really just give God thanks. And no matter how things or how bad things may seem, trust you me, there's always somebody else going through something even worse. There are people who would love to trade places with you. There is always, always, always something to be thankful for, anonymous. E, you want to be empathetic. Empathetic. You want to be empathetic. What do you mean? Empathy is the capacity to understand or feel what another person is experiencing from within their frame of reference. It's putting yourself in the position or shoes of another. Even during this time, I've been saying it for weeks, don't use this time. This is not a time to be condemning and putting people down and, and, and fighting and bickering. Let me put myself in his shoes. Let me put myself in her shoes. And, and, and see, it, it's, it's almost like, you know, when I judge myself first, I can judge your situation more clearly. Are you with me? Kindness is a language which the deaf can hear and the blind can see. Kindness, did you hear that? Kindness is a language which the deaf can hear and the blind can see. Mark Twain. Next, you want to be fervent. You want to be fervent. A fervent person has or shows strong feelings about something and is very sincere and enthusiastic about it. Notice we should rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all things. See, that's a fervent person. In other words, their demeanor, their posture is going to remain the same no matter what's going on. Their posture is going to be that of joy. I'm going to, I'm going to remain steadfast in prayer and give thanks. Why? Because God has me covered. So you want to be fervent. So this is not the time, again, to, 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 to relent on your faithfulness. This is not the time to step back, take a pause. No, I need to be all the more aggressive now. Why? Because I'm thankful. I'm grateful. You, you want to be unbothered. 
unbothered. See, you want to get to that place where you are, are unbothered about what's going on? Have a posture of always rejoicing. Because, see, there's no way you can be steadfast in prayer and, and, and waver every time something doesn't go your way. There's no way you could be, uh, excuse me, unbothered and there's a posture of always giving thanks. So you want to be unbothered. What's unbothered? Not bothered, serene, having the ability to, re to remain calm, cool, and collected at all times. It's being peaceful. Unruffled. And some people are going to kind of strange because, see, they think, as you know, it, it's my confident expectation in the Lord. Aren't you worried about, worried about what? Let me tell you why I don't worry and why you shouldn't worry. Because God said not to. Because they don't. That's enough for me. It doesn't have to go in no deep explanation. Don't worry means don't worry. Don't worry about tomorrow. You know what that means? Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself once again. Listen, thank God for what I have. Father, thank you for my daily, what, what, what we're going to eat tomorrow. We'll worry about right now. Let's thank God for what we have today. Are you here? Change your expectation for appreciation and the world changes instantly. Change your expectation for appreciation and the world changes instantly. Tony Robbins. And lastly, <laughs> you want to live, man, woman. Live. What do you mean? Exhibit vigor, gusto, enthusiasm in life regardless of your circumstances. In other words, I've been hearing y'all say you're living your best life. Well, this is a great time to live your best life. <laughs> See, again, what this COVID has done, it, it, it's exposing people's mental attitudes, their dispositions. Now, a month ago, I, I couldn't stop hearing it. I'm living my best life. Got time for you people. Well, you should be seeing, now's a great time to declare what? I'm living my best life. <laughs> Gratitude can transform common days into thanksgiving, turn routine jobs into joy, and change ordinary opportunities into blessings. William Ward said that. Gratitude, listen to this, can transform common days into thanksgiving, turn routine jobs into joy, and change ordinary opportunities into blessings. I want to close with this quote by Willie Nelson. When I started counting my blessings, my whole life turned around. When I started counting my blessings, my whole life turned around. Listen, beloved, I just wanted to encourage you to, now that things have slowed down, 
take this opportunity, take this time to be grateful. Thank God for the thing. No, I may not have as much as you. I may not be even employed right now, but one thing I am is I'm still grateful. Watch this. And to someone who may be unemployed, listen, you may not have work right now, but you still have your life. And you can change it by changing your perception. Start declaring out of your mouth what death and life, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Start declaring what it is that you want to see. And, and, and if this makes you feel any better, there are people who have work, but they're still yet distressed, they're troubled, they're perplexed on every side. So it's not so much necessarily a job that brings happiness and contentment. No, it's having an attitude of gratitude. Perhaps your relationship is in trouble. Use this opportunity. You know what? Maybe we can start now. Maybe we can start online counseling. Maybe we can, you know, start sitting down and listening to one another. But my point is this. There's something that we can do to turn what may seem to be a bad situation into a situation that works to our favor. And one of the things we have to do is, is, is be mindful of who we're listening to. Who are you hearing? And if all you're sitting around and listening to the, the negative of how many people are dying and how many people, are, what about how many are still living? What about how many are still thriving? What about those who still have joy even in the midst of this? Again, beloved, it's all about attitude. But if you want to thrive in the midst or continue to thrive in the midst of what may seem to be as Jesus calls them, birthing pains. Rejoice always. Have a consistent prayer life that shows your dependence on God. I'm acknowledging God as my source. And have a posture of always giving thanks. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.